and welcome back to the What Country Is podcast with Sarah Pearson. I am Sarah Pearson. Season two, we're here. First episode, we made it. I genuinely didn't think I was going to get here. <laughs> it's It's been a while and I'm sure that you guys have lots of questions about what I've been up to, where I've been. Uh, those will all be answered in this podcast um, just for those who are like a fan of the country content, this episode is going to be mostly focused around me and what I've been up to and the things that I've been thinking about in these last few months. So if you are a fan of the country talks and analysis and stuff like that, that is coming next week. Um, but this week it's all about me. <laughs> so feel free to skip this episode and wait until next week. But I would, you know, if you're at least slightly interested into what I've been up to, uh, hang out, grab a drink, we'll, we'll, we'll chill. So for those that are now still here wondering about me, I'm fine. I'm doing great. Well, we'll get into it. <laughs> so you probably are wondering where I've been, what I've been up to why I've been gone, and uh, those will all be answered. <laughs> um, so the main reason that I left was I think I had been talking about this before. I haven't really listened to the episodes that I re like released before just because uh, I don't really want to hear um, the, the cringy stuff that I've been up to before now. And, um, and so I think I did talk about this before I left, which was my brother's wedding which so exciting i love weddings i hope everyone loves weddings because you know drinking and dancing and wearing fancy outfits is just really fun i guess to me and so i, we, I left for that in the beginning of june and i don't remember exactly what day it was i think the wedding was on the fourth and so like we went out on the third of June. Um, but I went back a whole week before the wedding to help out my mom making the party favors or the wedding favors. And so I had a plan and I wanted to stick to the plan. The plan was go home the week before the wedding, go to the wedding, stay in my hometown for two weeks, two weeks, and then come back to Memphis. Now, that obviously did not happen uh, because um, I've been gone for a while. And if you follow my Instagram, you've known that I've been home and I've been living it up in North Creek. So we'll get into all of that. Uh, but I wanted to talk about the wedding because it was a super fun time and it was probably the only event that I went to this year. So why not talk about it? Let's start by saying that my brother and his new wife, Katie, um, know how to throw a, a party and also just a, a whole weekend of parties. Uh, it started with the rehearsal dinner and then the wedding and then another day full of games and fun and music at the barbecue at their house. And so it was just three days of drinking, which, you know... As a Pearson, I can do relatively easily. I was very tired at the end of the weekend, but such is life uh, when you come from a, a family of partiers <laughs> like myself. Anyway, so 
I'm already home at this point, and uh, we get in my car, because my car is the biggest, and we drive from basically the same route that I took from Memphis to North Creek. We took from North Creek to Cleveland, and so eight hours in the car with the fam. I get car sick really easily, so I rode in the front. Thanks, Mom, for trading spots with me. Uh, I was in charge of the music. We jammed out. Uh, we had the supernatural cross-country playlist moment that I love. Um, we all sang. We played games. Good times. The drive there was aggravating. Um, I, I think everyone was a little irritated. And so, and so we get there. We left the third, like, early in the morning. And so we got there right before we were supposed to go to the rehearsal dinner. And so my mom and I got out of the car, like got all dressed up and did our hair and our makeup and stuff. And then we went and met up with everyone. And we went to this really cool restaurant, brewery, bar place that had like this very industrial feel to it. There was lots of hardwood and metal. And it was really cool. I'd never been to anywhere quite like this. And the R event was like in the basement, but they had like a whole restaurant and bar upstairs, which was super cool. And so we go down to the basement and there's all these like barrels and brewery machines. I'm not too familiar with what they're called, but uh, you, I think you can get the gist of what I'm getting at, which is it was a brewery <laughs> in the city, <laughs> in a very industrial place. And uh, the food was incredible uh it was the best food of the whole weekend i in my humble opinion now the weekend did finish with the taco truck which was also good but i don't think it's comparable to a whole dinner um and we drank the i mean they didn't have any like domestic beers or anything so because it was a brewery we drank what they had and i drank like a regular old pilsner and it was fine. We had pitchers and pitchers of beer on our table and we just kept drinking. And then the food came and we're like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. And I like stuffed my face. I was like, if I'm going to eat free food, I'm going to eat all of it. And I don't know if it was prime rib or something, but there was like a bunch of different options. But the one thing that stood out as like absolutely phenomenal was the Brussels sprouts. And you know they had to be good because... They're Brussels sprouts. I love Brussels sprouts, but these Brussels sprouts, great, wonderful, so great that I still remember them and I'm still talking about them months after I've had them. So, you know, that was fun. And then after the rehearsal dinner, we're all kind of like figuring out where we were going to go after because I want to say like it ended, like everyone started leaving at like 10 and everyone was like, we don't want to go home. <laughs> I guess that's my impression of everyone that I met that night and my family members. So my sister that I live with, her mom and stepdad and like a bunch of their friends were going out to this martini bar and my like side of the family was just like, peace out, we're going to go to the, the hotel bar. And I was like, I have never been to a martini bar before. Let's go. So we went and we had chocolate martinis. Mine was mint chocolate and I don't know what my sister had but it was good because I tasted it and I thought it was delicious and so that the cool the other cool part was the martini bar was attached to our hotel 
So we, I just went back up to my room and went to bed. And I, I got pretty lit that night. Um, I'm not going to lie. Waking up the next morning was very difficult. Thank goodness that the wedding wasn't until 5 p.m. And so I had plenty of time to recover. But I'm a pretty good drinker. I drank probably like two glasses of water before I even went to bed and whatnot. And so the next day was the day of the wedding. But this was also a very eventful day because there were kind of two options. I mean, there were multiple options, but there were only two options that I was considering doing that day that I wanted to do, which was go to the zoo or go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Now. This was a very difficult decision for me. And you would, you're probably sitting there thinking, Sarah, there's no like other choice than going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. But I don't know if I've talked about this, but my other passion, other than music, is animals. I love animals. I love zoos. I like going to see all the creatures. My niece and my nephew and my sisters and like her family were going to the zoo. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll go like get some, you know, niece nephew time in but then that little voice in the back of my head said you need to go to the rock and roll hall of fame because th that's you i mean me n not rock and roll but me musically the music major in me said you must go and so i, I listened to the call and so i had planned on going to the rock and roll hall of fame by myself basically but i had talked to my younger brother younger older brother middle brother <laughs> John into going with me uh, because he had nothing better to do and so we were gonna go and but we hadn't planned a time we were just gonna go at any point because he just bought the tickets online and then showed up and so that was the plan and we were walking through like we met up with our sister the, the one that I live with that doesn't have any children um and we were like hanging out with her for a bit and because she was going to the zoo with my other sister and the children because she's a animal person like me, but more committed. And so we're walking around and I look up and I see my cousin who I never see. He is like so elusive. He's super fun. And like whenever we're together, we have a great time. But like we never see him because originally he's from California and we'd only see him in the summertime when he'd come to our lake house. And then he moves around a bunch. Like he lived in New York City forever, but I was in high school and I couldn't go visit him because, you know, I was in high school. And when I was in college, he moved south. And so we never like hang out that much anymore. Uh, and so I saw him and I was like, Jackson! And uh, he like whipped around and we had like this moment where we like ran up to each other and hugged each other. And um, that was a very magical moment, uh, a family bonding moment. And Jackson came with his parents and his new girlfriend that we had never met before. And I was so excited to meet her, like Jackson. I think the last time he brought a girl like, to a family function was just like I was 12 or something so real young real embarrassing just don't ever introduce me to your girlfriends just as a general thing I'm real awkward <laughs> and I will make things weird <laughs> anyway so turns out they were also going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame but they were going at like 10 30 
And so my brother and I are just like, let's go with them. And so we went with them and hung out with Jackson and his girlfriend and had a great time and got like, you know, caught up and stuff. And this was, I was really mostly excited for this wedding so I could see Jackson because none of my other cousins came for one reason or the other. They had to work, the COVID thing, like too far to travel. So understandably, like a bunch of them did not come and that's fine. I'm cool with that. I I see a, I see them more often, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But I haven't seen Jackson in like forever, so I was pumped to go to this wedding to hang out with my best bud Jackson. So we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and it was basically me giving a tour to them because I am fresh off of uh, not now, but. Like a few months ago, I still had the memories of my history of rock class that I took in my final semester of college. And uh, so I basically walked around and I was like, this, oh, look at this. This is the such and such that had the such and such and was worn by the such and such. And so I was very um, excited to show off my, my college knowledge. Does that rhyme? College knowledge? What? I don't know. <laughs> um, and I was able to kind of just refresh my memories about the history of rock and uh, talk about the significance of some things. And there was like a, it's more than just rock, obviously. There's like a bunch of different, you know, Whitney Houston's in it. She's not rock. And Dolly Parton was in it. And she's not rock. So there was a bunch of other things that I could talk about as well that were not exclusively rock that I knew about, which was very fun and cool. And we walked through the gift shop and I was like, I'll get something. And then I was like, mm, no, <laughs> I never buy anything when I go, like when I travel, I, I spend exclusively all my money on food because that tells you more than anything about the area is just what food is there. And so... We finish up at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and then we go back to the hotel, and I'm just chilling. We end up playing cards for, like, a little bit, and then we're all getting ready for the actual wedding. And so I bought this really cute dress from Old Navy and, like, these nude high heels, and I did my makeup, and I curled my hair and, and whatnot. And the actual hotel was the venue, so it was at the Hyatt Regency in Cleveland, and... It, I believe, it's kind of, like, reminded me of a mall, but, like, a fancy mall. Like, a like an old, retro, fancy mall. Like, I felt like I was walking through it in, like, the 1920s. And so, the first three floors, or maybe the two first two floors, were, like, had shops in it and, like, restaurants and, and stuff. And then, like, the top three floors, maybe, had, like, hotel rooms but the base floor didn't have any shops in it. I think they probably use it exclusively for venue space because that's where the wedding was. And it there's no shops in like any of the window parts. But it's really beautiful because it like all opens up. So you can like look over and like see what's going on like below your room and see like the event that's happening. So that happened, I think... So, like, the day after our wedding, there was another wedding. And so people were just, like, looking. Like, I was looking at the wedding that was happening 
the day after. And people at the wedding I was at, my brothers, were just standing above watching the wedding. It was kind of weird, but like kind of chill. It was kind of fun. It was like a public experience. <laughs> so that was super cool. And like the the venue was like long and it had stairs on either side. And one set of stairs was like a spirally kind of stair. And the other one was like layered. No. Platformed. I guess that would be like the appropriate thing. And it had these like little Orby glass pieces like in the front panels of the stairs. It was beautiful. And there was like string lights over top. It Like it was gorgeous. Like it was perfect. It was the amount of elegance that I expected from my brother when he decided to get married. <laughs> like, it, as if he wasn't already perfect, getting married in this perfect place just, like, put him over the edge. So, the the wedding itself was beautiful. Um, it was officiated by a friend, and um, my niece and nephew wore really cute outfits and walked down the aisle I can't say that they were ring bearer and flower girl because they did not have either of those things. They literally just walked down the aisle and were cute. So that was a fun, fun time. <laughs> and then the reception happened and, oh, well, there no, there was like the cocktail. Actually, <laughs> for most people, it's just the cocktail party and then the reception. But for us, it was the wedding then the photos, then the cocktail party, then the reception. And the photos take a while because there's a lot of us as children. Because on our side, like my side, it's myself, my brother, John, Tommy, the groom, my sister, Lindsay, and my sister, Chelsea. And Chelsea is married and has children, and Tommy now is just married. So there's like quite a few on that side. But on Tommy's and Lindsay's and Chelsea's side, there's like a heap of stepkids and another half sibling. And so they have like so many siblings, it's kind of ridiculous. And so their pictures take a long time, but they came out beautiful and I was really happy with them when they, when they arrived in my inbox. And so after the pictures, we went to the cocktail party. I had like a few beers and then then the reception came and we had dinner and we danced. I didn't really drink much at the wedding just because I was just like not into it. I was like, I drank so much the night before and I want to be like fun at the barbecue tomorrow. So I kind of just chilled out and it's not like I met that many new people. Like there were plenty of people there that I didn't know, but I just, I, I didn't really care to meet anyone. <laughs> you know what I mean? There was like, and weddings, what is this? Maybe when I have a wedding when if I have a wedding I I just don't like the separation between families I guess like I don't know at my sister's wedding they were kind of separated so we didn't like mingle with any of her husband's family that much and or friends and same at my brother's wedding like I didn't really talk to any of Katie's family or friends or anyone I just stuck with the status quo and the people that I know on my side of the venue <laughs> uh, which was fine I got to hang out with my cousin and, and his girlfriend and we played card games again and that's a big thing in our family always playing cards <laughs> and so we kind of like I stayed for until the end of the reception 
And then I went to bed and then I woke up the next morning and we went to the barbecue at my brother's house. And that was when I got to really have, you know, kid time, like my niece and nephew time. And I played like with their water guns and we played other games. And, you know, we just, I just got to casually hang out with my family, which was good. It's not like all dressed up, even though I was wearing like a dress, but by then, I was so freaking tired that I didn't want to do anything. I was just like, I'm going to find a chair, and I'm going to chill out and be a person. There was a puppy there, which was kind of fun. I feel like that barbecue would have been way more fun if there was animals. Because then I could have just, like, plopped down next to a dog and just been chill. But instead, I, I played with my niece and nephew, which was equally as fun. And so that concludes... The wedding weekend. Weekend? It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah, sure. Wedding weekend because on Sunday we drove back to New York, which was not as grumpy as uh, as the trip there, which was weird. Actually, we had a great time. Um, my brother and I played lots of card games, the alphabet game, um, you know, other games <laughs> that you play in the car. And my dad was very jovial. And we got to... Um, where, like, where is it? A town close to ours. And there's, like, a, two ways to get back to our town. One is, like, kind of windy, but short. The other one is less windy, but longer. And by then, my mom was just, like, so over driving. She was like, I just want to get home. And so my dad, being my dad, <laughs> decides to take the longer route. And this is like a common thing that I grew up with, which is my dad taking shortcuts. They are never short. Um, and <laughs> and so he took the long way and my mom was so angry. <laughs> she was like grumbling in the front seat and my brother and I were dying in the back seat because, you know, kids love to torture their parents. And so to e make it even worse, my dad puts his tour guide voice on and he says and over here are some trees and he's like have you been to this area before like have you seen these trees and so he's like pointing out these just random things like oh look there's a lake right there like I had a buddy that did and I was like oh my gosh my mom is gonna kill him and so I said if we don't get back in the same time that it would have taken us before we're stopping for milkshakes and I think that my dad took that to heart because we freaking zoomed down that road and we got there like an, a minute before we were supposed to with the other way. So it was all fun. Just extending the trip, making it more memorable, I suppose. But my brother and I were dying in the back seat, so uh, we had a great time. And there was also just a cop not doing anything. Like he was just sitting on the side of the road reading a newspaper. It was like, my dad was freaking cruising. He got, should have, you know, ticketed us for sure. But I don't think he cared that much. But we made it back to the house, safe and sound. Dogs were excited to see us. Everybody was happy. Good times. Now, oh, good gosh. I talked about the wedding for forever, but there was, like, a lot that happened. Um, the next topic I want to discuss is the reason why I stayed. So before I left... Uh, for the wedding, like a few weeks, maybe a month 
before I left, um, my mom was diagnosed with lung cancer. Um, and luckily, they caught it really, really early, so it would not have been an issue. Um, and th- they had been going over what they wanted to do to treat it before I got there. And after I got there, they were still finalizing what the treatment was going to be for it. And so my dad came to me while I was there and he said, you know, whatever they decide to do, your mother is going to need help. And my dad works full time and my brother also works a ton. And so the only other option is me. And we, there's a lot of responsibilities that has like had to be done our house is huge and we've got lots of animals and you know grocery shopping is hard (laughs) and so when they finally decided that surgery was going to be the best route to get rid of it um that was great but also there's like a long recovery time after the surgery that she can't do anything. She can't feed the dogs. She can't go to the grocery store. She can't drive. She can't shower, <laughs> like, without, you know, being wrapped in plastic wrap. And so uh, I was only supposed to stay two weeks after the wedding. And I, I, if I remember correctly, her surgery was probably around the time that I had scheduled to leave North Creek. And I think again if I remember correctly the doctor said that she would be recovering for two to three weeks and so that put me middle of July like third week of July maybe and I was like okay well I'll stay until the third week of July and then I'm leaving and I kept saying that until I did it (laughs) um and so basically I just got to like hang out with my mom a lot we went um and did a bunch of cool stuff. We have this new spot on the Hudson River by our hunting camp that my dad kind of cleared out, and it's, it's the perfect spot. It's like, it's wonderful. It is one of the best secret spots ever uh, for people like me who enjoy nature and the woods and swimming and lakes and rivers and stuff. It's this huge rock that kind of juts out into the river and it's perfect for like laying out and getting some sun or swimming or hanging out with my dogs. Um, and then above they cleared out all the trees and they put a fire pit up there and there was this massive tent that we had up there and we hung up some hammocks and some solar lights. And so it was like super magical at night And it was awesome. And I spent all summer perfecting that place for my mom. So it was a place that she loved to go to and she could easily get there. And it is accessible to her at all times, um, at least in the summer. And so I got nice and freckled and tanned uh, for those few weeks. And I also got to spend a ton of time with my best friend, which we'll get into. There's like a whole like story I want to get into and like a whole life lesson that I want to talk about with that. Um, but we're going to focus, stay focused on my mom at the moment. So she had her surgery and then she was in recovery. So we just casually like spent 
every day on the river. And so we saw the rafters go by and the rail bikers go by. And I got to spend a lot of quality time with my dogs. Like I haven't, I had been away for four months and I was able to like play with Remington and take great pictures of them and those like I love spending time with my family and I was able to you know spend like bonfire nights with my dad and my mom and like my dad's family and like my cousins and just get to be a a family Uh, we had a recent loss right before I went home in our family and it was really really tough um and so it was great to see all of my family um I don't want to get emotional but it was really great to spend time with them that was not limited um by a job or you know some other factor going back to school like I just I was free all the time so when I had the opportunity to hang out with one of my family members or a friend, I took it. They said, want to do something? And I said, yes. (laughs) And so the opportunities that I was able to have at home socially were incredible. Um, And I would not trade them for the world. I was so glad that I got to spend all that time with my mom because when is the next time I'm going to spend that much time with my mom? (laughs) Like just solely her. We would spend hours every day doing crossword puzzles, you know, me swimming around, drinking White Claws, and we're just having good conversations where I learned a lot about my mom (laughs) and, and who she is and what she wants and, and her fears and her dreams and you know all of those things so I was extremely happy to be home with her and the rest of my family because family is super important okay it might not be important to you um and that really sucks because family to me is one of the most important things and I try my very hardest to spend as much time with them as I can while I have them still here so that is the update on Mamer, and um, I, I hope you guys can forgive me. <laughs> I, I feel like I was doing the right thing by uh, staying home. But also, I was able to hang out with my best friend Dylan and her children, but specifically Dylan, because this was the first time in our adult life that we had been able to do adult social fun activities, because up until this point, since we have 19 we were 19. She had twins, twin girls who I love dearly, and then a boy right after who, again, loved dearly. But she was a full-time mom for those, the, the, the girls will be four tomorrow. Um, and so for the four, like for the four years that she has been a mom, I have, I lost her. You know what I mean? Like I didn't lose her, but the things that we would have done as best friends, like going out to the bars and doing, you know, adult things, uh, kind of got put on hold because she had children. And I'm not saying that it's her fault or, you know, things like that happen. I went to college. So like, I also, you know, was away and, and 
preoccupied. And I didn't mind, honestly. When I was at college, I had friends to go party with and drink with and have a good time with. So I didn't find myself missing that interaction when I got home. And, and I hung out with my best friend and her kids. And so now that I didn't have college and I didn't have access to my friends that I would go drinking with, I was bored and I like, I wasn't drinking and like I wasn't going out drinking here in Memphis because I didn't know anyone and it was the pandemic and I, you know, I was deprived of social interaction and so this summer was incredible for my social life, at least in my hometown, uh, because she finally was able to go out drinking with me on the weekends and we went out like every weekend, it was great. And she got to learn about herself and how much she could handle and like what she was willing to, willing to do, like what, you know, to expand her horizons, like who she, like her friends were, because I'm not going to stay there forever. So she needed to make more friends that she could hang out with. And so I was able to bring her into a place that allowed her to kind of work on her insecurities and anxieties and make some friends and also figure out what her favorite drink is, which took basically all summer. <laughs> um, turns out it's Corona. Who knew? Um, <laughs> but I was able to spend like this time with her will probably be my fondest memory um, of our friendship to date. Uh, th I mean, by far this summer is on the list of the best summers of my life, my life, <laughs> the best summer of my life, uh, if not the top one, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm hoping to top this one uh, in the future. But this one was great, because I wasn't working. I was just literally hanging out and just being chill. But you know, it was great, because I, I found out a lot about myself uh, and what I wanted as a person. And <sighs> We'll get into it. We'll get into it. I still have some stuff to cover before I talk about me and, and my learning about myself. And so where was I? I have my whole thing planned out and I'm just kind of talking and talking and talking. <laughs> and oh, I got to spend so much time with her kids as well because I was babysitting them. That was basically the only work that I was doing was when she went to work, I would watch her kids, which was awesome because I love her kids and Getting a, like, was, I'm getting so excited. <laughs> uh, being able to spend time with them and bond with them now that they're slightly older is awesome. And I would put them to bed and I would make them lunch and we'd go out and, like, hang out at the park. And that time is special to me because they are my family. And as, like, I have established, family is super important to me. My best friend, she is my family. Her kids are my family. I treat them as if they are my own. Um, and they are extremely important to me. They changed my perspective on kids. Um, before them, I would have never wanted kids. I didn't like them. I wanted to keep my distance. And then I met them. And they changed my whole world. <laughs> um, they became something that I couldn't, I can't imagine life without, uh, walking into their house and them 
running up to me and giving me hugs and kisses and telling me about their day and about the new toys that they have. And they have made my life better. Uh, They've made me more patient. They have made me smile at small things that, you know, I would have never smiled at before. So being able to hang out with her kids has definitely been one of the better parts of my life and definitely one of the greater parts of being home uh, for the extended period of time that I was. So that's what I was up to. Um, And like, you now know the reason why I stayed, but why did I really stay for so long? So I, at that point, so I could have left like the third week of July but I didn't. Um, my birthday was coming up. I'm an August 3rd baby. And so I wanted to stay for my birthday. And then I wanted to stay for something else. And then there's always things to be staying for, it felt like. And so that was the reason I gave myself. I said, oh, like you'll go home when all of the things that you want to go to are done and like over with. And then September rolled around and I was like, well, maybe I will leave like at the beginning of September. And then my cousin was like, you should, you want to go to see the Jonas Brothers with me? And I was like, when are they playing? And she said, end of September. And I was like, well, I want to see the Jonas Brothers. And so it just kind of got out of control. Like it was one thing after the other of me giving myself an excuse to stay and so I had to ask myself why am I like not leaving why am I staying for as long as I have and 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 why can't I leave like why what is stopping me from leaving when I am saying I'm leaving and I think the reality of the situation was I was enjoying myself so much the thought of leaving made me so sad. I I was torn between how happy and comfortable I was feeling at home versus the potential and possibilities waiting for me here um, and in my my career that I wanted so badly. And it was really, really tough. Um, Thinking about it now, I'm just like, oh man, I still feel that way. Um, I I didn't want to leave. I, I still don't want to leave. Like, I'm already here. And, like, I still didn't want to leave. Um, I had the great... It was the greatest summer of my life to date. <laughs> you know, I, I was hanging out with my best friend who I hadn't truly had for four years. Um, I was spending time with my family and my dogs and going out to dinner, and going to the bar, and I kissed a lot of boys, which, you know, for better or for worse, I did, Um, but I was glad that I was doing it. I felt brave, and confident, and myself, and I don't feel that here, and I'm trying to get better about it, but I, I wanted to stay. I didn't want to leave, and like I said, the thought of leaving made me sad, so I didn't think about it, so I just kept pushing it off until I couldn't push it off anymore, Um, 
when I got a job offer from a place in Memphis and I was bummed. (laughs) I was bummed that I had a job in Memphis waiting for me and I had to leave. But I had to. I mean, that was the final straw, which was I didn't have a job and now I do. So that's why I came back. Um, And it was hard. It was hard leaving the people that I had grown so attached to um, in my social life, in my social circle, and uh, in leaving my family. I was more okay with my family just because I know I'm going to see them always and they will always love me and always be my friend. But the, the group of people that I learned to really adore and, and got to know really well, uh, it's hard. It's hard to leave them because they're your new friends and you want to hang out with them and, and be buddies. But, you know, for me, career has always been the, the driving force of m- my life. <laughs> like ever since I was a kid, I was like, I'm going to go to school. And I do great at school, and I'm going to go to college, and I'm going to do great at college, and I'm going to get this job that I want, like, and I won't let anything stop me from doing great at whatever I'm doing, and um, I never thought about what I wanted other, other than that, like, all of my wants and dreams have been, you know, career-oriented, and I've never thought about where I wanted to live, um, who I wanted to be with. Do I want to be with my friends? Where are my friends living? Like These are things that I never thought of. I just thought I was like, I'm going to move to Nashville. I'm going to get this job. And then I'm going to be successful. I didn't even think about life outside of work. Which is, you know, something that I am now realizing is a bad thing. (laughs) Slightly. Uh, there are other like I learned a lot about myself the first thing that I learned is that I have the courage to do things that I would have not thought possible like I became brave I became bold this summer um and I think that's something that for like the outsider is something that I already had but to me I I don't do anything that I'm not 100% confident in. And this summer, I did things that I was not 100% confident in. And so I felt really good that I was able, like, and I did them well. You know, I did them well. There's just a lot of things that I did that I'm proud of that, you know, doesn't seem like something you should be proud of, but I did them. And I did them with confidence and courage and bravery. And I, you know, I love that I did those things and I am proud. And the other thing I learned is that I can be unapolog I can't even say the word, <laughs> unapologetically myself and people will like me for it. I can be myself wherever I go and I will find people that will like me for it. And I know this because in my small town, there are plenty of people that are super different from me. And they just are amazed at who I am. 
And that's great because I'm amazed at who other people are. I love meeting new people and and seeing how their mind works and what they're into and what their hobbies are and what their music taste is. And so I learned a lot about myself this summer. I learned, you know, the, the, what I want in my life. I mean, ideally, I'm going to put it out in the world so everyone knows. I want to live in North Creek, like right now. <laughs> Obviously, I know that's not going to happen. Um, ideally, in my perfect world, I would be a professional songwriter who is getting regular cuts and uh, lives in North Creek with my best friend, um, with her kids, close to my family, close to the people that I love in the place that I love. I love it there. It is my all-time favorite place I've ever been. It is weird. It is quirky. It is beautiful. It is strange. <laughs> it is all of the things that the small-town movies are made of. And I li am living it. I was living it. And uh, that's what I want. I mean, that's the, that's the dream. I've never actually considered that in my life. And that is something that I came to terms with before I left. I said, okay, this is the deal. Like, just tell yourself what you want. What do you want? Because I've spent my whole life having people tell me what I want. You want to be a songwriter. You want to be a singer. You want to go to Nashville. You want to go to Memphis. You want to do this. You want to do this. No. I want to be a professional songwriter and live in my hometown. I love it. That's my dream. And how do I get there? I don't know. I'm working on it. But until then... I have my job, I have my cat, and I have my sister, and I have my apartment in Memphis. Now, what I do with that and what I do with my time is all leading me towards what I want, hopefully. I'm working on it. So, if you guys have any <laughs> doubts about your dreams and what you want, and it's okay to think about them because I it took me like five years to figure out that what I actually want I don't know I don't want <laughs> what I thought I wanted it was not something that I wanted or maybe I did want it at one point but it changed um hmm. yeah I just I think that's something that I didn't realize I just thought I, I would have a dream and it would just come true and it will it's just a it's not the fake dream <laughs> that I that I told myself that I would be happy living in a city that I would be happy working a job where I don't have any creative juices flowing so I hope you guys like learn from what I have learned from 
Now, actually, I'm hoping that you can have a, a time in your life where you get to spend not worrying about money, not worrying about literally anything, just living your life. Um, because that's what I did. I lived it. I did things. I had the best time. I got to know myself. I got to know the people I was around. I got to know my dogs. I got to, like, my cat came with me. I learned, you know, he had a great time. We have a screened-in porch at the house, and he loved it. I learned so much about who I am and what I want to be, and for that, I am so glad that I left Memphis and... And had that time. It's funny because they say when you leave your hometown, that's when you learn about yourself the most. I learned way more about myself when I went back. And it was enlightening. And I am happy to say that I am unapologetically myself and my wants are valid. And I will, I will get there eventually. But until then... I will keep making my podcast so I can rant to you about country music and all of the things that I find important about country living and country life. And, um, yeah. So that's all. God, that was like a really deep podcast for the first season. No, for the first episode of season two. Um, I hope you guys are enjoying your, your day, your night, your morning, your afternoon, wherever the heck you are, whatever you're doing. And I will see you next week. Goodbye.